What would you do differently in your Dynasty Rookie Draft, knowing what we know now? We go back in time, talk lessons learned. It's a stacked podcast for you. Let's lock in. Because I've been in tune, out of touch, coming off the bench, trying to shake the funk, check your stat line, see who's up, that over, under, hit too clutch. And I'm trying to avoid getting carried away with the jet sweet, sleeping on a trick play, predicting all of my moves like AC never replay, so I'm running it back. fantasy football podcast all right all right all right it is tuesday january 16th 2024 and just a month of football remains on the nfl calendar and we're gonna enjoy every last moment of it 24 teams they're on vacation other eight teams that remain they're in the hunt for the lombardi baby i'm seth wolcock allow you let me introduce you to my team uh first he's an award nominated analyst a man who witnessed the rise and falls of the Washington Huskies up close and personal this last season, once a B-studier in Sweden, and now our spreadsheet nerd, Scott Reinier. What's up, Scott? Nothing. We might finally get some snow tonight in Seattle. Been butt-ass cold for five days, but no snow. Um, the rise and fall of the Huskies, just one fall at the end, mostly a rise, <laughs> mostly. So I'm doing great, man. I'm playoffs are here. I'm looking forward to maybe a a little bit more of a competitive divisional round coming up. Um, so, yeah, but it's NFL playoffs. What's yeah, not to like? Yeah, can't complain, man. And we're also joined by a guy who's given the show a little more pop these last couple of weeks. Uh, the internet seemingly loves this guy because he takes big fucking swings. His name's Hoove. He's uh, our video editor and also the guy on our staff that you don't want your daughter to date. I, I think if we had a vote, I think Hoove would win that title. Uh, what's up, Hoove? <laughs> what kind of intro is this like i get that and and scott gets award nominated like i won an award i won seventh grade actor of the year back in seventh grade so i i i feel a little slander right now but you know what we're gonna we're gonna skip past it i'm a professional i'm like cat williams on podcast so we're gonna just skip right past that disrespect how you doing so uh Let's get talking. All right. Yeah. How you doing? Keep it moving tonight on the show front and center. We're going to do a quick wild card reaction. Talk about some of the coaches and what's happening around the league. Every time we have a fucking podcast, guys, it's like we, we come in, we, we, we give everything we know. And then the next day, everything changes in the fantasy football landscape. So got to love evergreen content here in the in the fantasy industry. Um, we're going to then redo some 2023 rookie drafts, reveal our top movies of the year as well. And then go into some feel good headlines to end the week. Also joining us tonight is Kyle Scott in the back end. Kyle, how are we doing tonight, man? How are we coming across? Everything's sounding loud and clear. Like an ocean night 
baby. Nothing, <laughs> no interference, just clear radio signal. Perfect. Fucking right. We appreciate you, man. Uh, also appreciate the IBT family rocking with us. We got Albert in the chat. Good evening, IBT. Good evening, Albert. Thanks for joining us, man. We got Dave. How about them Cowboys? What's up, Dave? Good to see you, man. Uh, Eric, my dudes. Good to see you, Eric. And uh, Dame Overboard. Is it bowling night, Dame? Did we make the cut over bowling night? Uh, good to see you either way. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, Dave saying, I won the seventh grade actor of the year in eighth grade. So how does that make you feel, Hoove? I feel like he's Ben Simmons right now. You know, I won, <laughs> I won as a true rookie. You know, he came back as a sophomore rookie. So I Love. still feel validated in that. Love it. We got DD in the chat. What's up, DD? Good to see you as well. Um, guys, let's go ahead and jump in. If you're new to the channel, come hang out with us. We got a lot of great content. PGA season is in full swing and uh, NASCAR right around the bend as well. And the IBT podcast, we're live with you every Tuesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Let's jump in front and center. Sometimes taking that first step out the door is the hardest thing to do. Give it a chance, you'll be begging for more. Save the spot just for you. So we were live with y'all on Tuesday night last week, and by Wednesday, everything changed. Like we got absolute bombs dropping on us left and right. Bill Belichick and the Patriots, they decide to part ways after, you know, a really great run, two fucking decades, you know, just absolutely crazy. In the same day, Nick Saban retires from Alabama, kind of changes up the college landscape a little bit. And then Pete Carroll, maybe the shocker of them all. Pete Carroll's out, out of Seattle. They said, you know, he's going to go upstairs. He's saying on radio, football people might not be in the building. Let, let's start there, Scott. Let, let, just give me your quick reaction. Is this something as a Seattle fan you were expecting? And, and what's the fallout here? It is definitely not something I was expecting. And all the people I converse with, all the Seahawks homers up here, um, it, was a, it was a surprise to all of us. Um, I mean... Personally, the way I the way I feel about it is, you know, what I've been what I've been saying is I wasn't out, you know, on the rooftop screaming to fire Pete Carroll. But I had also kind of the somewhat objective side of my brain had accepted that I didn't think they were probably going to be much more than a fringe playoff team with him. Um, that's just I just feel like that's where they were at. So it depends on how you want to look mm -hmm. at it. It's like, you know. Everybody, you know, you want to win the Super Bowl. That's what you want to do. But obviously you can't do that every year. So you cut bait as soon as you see that you can't. Or do you, you know, so it's just one of those things. I mean, it's similar to the quarterback situation in, in, in Seattle as well. Um, I'm excited. I mean, I no ill will at all towards Pete Carroll. Like, I mean, he took, our, chip, he took, man. He took my beloved team to a Super Bowl yeah. victory um, and had a, a lot of winning seasons. Um, I did not like him before he came. To, this, to Seattle because he was a USC coach and I was a Husky. Um, just like I did not end of an like era, Harbaugh, but that could change in an instant if yeah. he were to end up being coach. 
but I thought I think it was time for change. I do. I, it has been interesting watching the fallout and the kind of the the conversation and dialogue. You know, after after the day he got fired, talking about you know, there's a lot of non-football minds making decisions with the, with with the with mm -hmm. the Seahawks, and we'll see. I don't know. Um, it, it's kind of uncharted territory for Pete Carroll to be saying something that's not completely 100% optimistic and positive. So. I think it's interesting from a fantasy perspective because now's I think when I'm going to be in my dynasty league, like sending out some floaters for a DK Metcalf for a, a Kenneth Walker, maybe because I think things could maybe only get better. Like, I don't think Pete Carroll held these guys back at all, but what happens if they get a Ben Johnson in the building or someone who can really elevate this offense to the next level? So I think it could just be wheels up from a fantasy perspective. Shout out Pete Carroll from a real NFL perspective though. Like, the dude absolutely put Seattle on his back these last year. What was it? Twelve years? Is that how long he's been there, Scott? Two thousand eleven. Okay, I believe it was his first year. I think, and that's what I mean. As like a Seahawks fan, I mean we've had a again not no ill will, but we've had a defensive minded, run heavy. Yeah. Which, regardless of who the OC was that they brought in, it's always basically been the same type. You know, generally the same scheme. I'm excited for potentially just a different looking offense. You know. Yeah. After yeah after 13 years or whatever it's been um, just depending on who I honestly, I mean, everybody likes watching Dallas lose. Right. But um, part, part of, I think a blessing in disguise from that result is, I mean, Dan Quinn was one yeah. of the candidates. Yeah. I didn't personally want Dan Quinn. I want to go. I don't really want an old head. I want younger. You want Ben Johnson. Blood. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably off the table now after that. Hoove, I want to talk about Belichick. Obviously, you know, great career. I only know football in New England. I, I was born in 1998. Hoove, what were you born in? 1999, 2000? 99, yeah. So April we, And I think Belichick started there, what, in, in 2000, uh, going into 2001. And so great career. But now what's the fallout from this? He, he's visiting Atlanta. Uh, could that mean good things for Kyle Pitts, Bijan, and the boys? I was pretty dead set on him going to the Chargers, but if he goes to the Falcons, I guess that kind of makes more sense. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe too much into this right now, just because the Cowboys haven't fired Mike McCarthy, and you know that that could be the prime destination for him if he could, uh, if he could go anywhere. But we got to go with what we're working with right now, and so the Falcons. Um, ironically, I'm not the biggest Kyle Pitts fan in the world, but. Scott this and I could, got played by but by Kyle Pitts a couple times. But this could ready be to get it. hurt again if Belichick's there, though. But <laughs> this could be it because we know how much Billy Boy likes those tight ends. So it's true. He could, re he could really utilize Kyle Pitts. You know, he brought in he, uh, Mike Gusecki this last year. He brought there. in Hunter Hunter Renfro or not Hunter Renfro, uh, Hunter Henry. He brought him in, so he likes his tight ends. You know, so I can well, I can see him utilizing Kyle Pitts in a certain way. I mean, but this the, worries the, me. The Falcons led the league in tight end target share this year. It's just that they a lot of it didn't go to Kyle Pitts, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, uh, the good so. thing is, uh, uh, Johnu was hated in New England. Remember, Johnu had like career down years after he he got. Oh, Johnu was like my first Kyle Pitts. I was all in on Johnu when he went oh, to New England. Oh, I know this whole I company followed was the money. Terrible. Like, oh yeah, I'm so smart. No. Yeah, so I mean, like for. For Kyle Pitts, I think I'm in. But Drake London, I'm out. That's that's just that's just tough. Uh, but the running backs, you know, like we've seen it, you know, in the past, like even if they're one-two, 
uh, Ramondre Stevenson, he finished at RB6, RB9, one of the two. Um, nice. Uh, he finished as one of the two in last year. So we, we've seen that Kyle Pitt, or that we've seen that Bill Belichick can make a top 10 RB still in this league. Or if not, you know, like Bijan and Kyle and Tyler Algier, they could be like a James White kind of backfield uh, for the Falcons. So I kind of like it. Um, it's not the sexiest pick. I still think that there's enough time on the clock that Bill ends up going somewhere else. But I, would you guys I, prefer the Cowboys? Would, would Cowboys probably because I think that's kind of where I am. I think if if Bill could go anywhere, um, right now from like like the drop the word go. I mean, first I I would appreciate the Steelers if we could somehow make something like that happen. That would be ideal. Um, but I don't, I don't think going. I don't think he he's gonna come to Pittsburgh after everything. Um, Scott, would you say Cowboys are probably your favorite? I would, I, I would think so. I mean, it just kind of with knowing, like who said, knowing what we know now. I mean, you know, we're at the point of the off season where you know Jim Harbaugh visited the Chargers, and then just Twitter goes nuts, like, "Ooh, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna coach the Chargers." Like, no, he just he visited and interviewed. Like the Seahawks have interviewed like ten people for that. It's we're early, but I think that would make the most sense. Um, and it's funny because Belichick and Carroll have that connection. The last time Pete Carroll got fired yeah. in the NFL, Belichick took his job. There we go. There we go. Maybe they come together and maybe it's a super team down down in Dallas. Maybe it's Pete calling the defense. Um, I don't know. I, if if he doesn't go to L.A. and Jim doesn't go to L.A., I keep my eyes on Pete Carroll to L.A. Okay. All Pete right. Pete Carroll All right. with Justin well, Herbert. We're going to chat a little bit more coaches later. I know in one of our feel good headlines of the week, Um, I do want to touch quickly on the wild card weekend Browns, 14 Texans, 45. I don't think we had that in, in the cards. Honestly, I thought the Browns would would perform much better. That one was pretty much over by the middle of the third quarter chiefs, 26 dolphins, seven kind of went the way I think we, we thought it was if the dolphins were going to come play in arrowhead in cold weather, it, it happened. And then, who can we take a victory lap? Because I think you and I put it out in the universe last week. Packers 48, Cowboys 32. We arrived. I rode the money line. I rode the spread. I was so happy that just to see Jordan Love have this moment and just the Packers like totally outclass the Cowboys as we maybe put in the universe last week. We we did. We put it in the universe, but I'm going to also add on that because you made a little bold comment when you first started that you said no one had the Texans. I'm three for four. I just didn't have the nads to actually bet on the Packers, but I had that bet yeah. going with us. I said, keep your eye on it. I would take the Packers in the money line. I'm not going to say they're going to win, but I think yeah. it's going to be a lot closer than what people think. And I said, watch out for Nico Collins. Watch out. Why not the Texans? Why not Puka over CD? So I was seeing it. I was seeing it too. I wasn't ballsy enough to take the Packers, but I I I mean I did I did a pick them with like my brother and some friends. Yeah. So, but I did pick the Texans. I have I have Every, receipts oh, for that. Is there, but I did I'm not pick not. the Packers. I was not expecting them to go in and I mean and even that final score is not the ass whipping it was. You know what I mean? Oh, like, oh it, it was, that, that score makes it look much more competitive than it was. Yeah. yeah. Are you picking yeah. the Texans was, this week? It was inexplicable. From from the word go, Matt LaFleur put his nutsack on the table and said, hey, I know you guys are a bunch of front runners, and I'm going to get out in front here and control this game. And they absolutely did it. Um, so shout out to them. Shout out to the Chiefs. I, I'm also in one of those pick'em scots, and my finals, I have 49ers Chiefs. I'm the only one who took the Chiefs to, to even make the Super Bowl this season. Everyone was down on them. 
I'm sticking around at least for another couple weeks here. Um, and then Rams Lions. How about this, folks? Just Dan Campbell, MCP gets it done. Amon Ross St. Brown comes through. We saw flashes of brilliance from both running backs, Jameer Gibbs, Dave Montgomery. It was uh, a very awesome game overall. And was this like the clear Puka Nakua, like I'm him moment? Because I think to, for me, it was like I'm looking at I mean, him differently now. I, I Yeah, except that he already has had multiple of those moments, I think, this season. But this was on the stage in the playoffs. I think what the most most receiving yards for a rookie in the playoffs ever. Um, I mean, he, he was the Rams in that game there. He was the only thing that the Rams had going. So, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, it's, he's done it all year long, whether Cooper cups there or not. Yeah. We'll we'll chat about him when we get to our redraft, um, Steelers 17 bills, 31 shout out Mason Rudolph. I think if anyone's a little bit of like a sneaky dynasty winner, maybe it's Mason Rudolph because, he at least played, I think, valiantly enough that unless they go out and draft someone, I think it will be a competition before him and for him and Kenny going into next season. Um, or maybe he could be something somewhere. I don't know. I, I thought it was a good performance from him, even though some bad juju did not go the Steelers' way. Um, Eagles nine, Buccaneers thirty-two. Who you like, Baker Mayfield? You, you, you like like. I've been riding the train all year long, and then I got off last week because I was like, I think the Eagles are just going to be the Eagles. And no, it was actually the the, the parting farewell and a bad-looking one for, for the great Jason Kelsey. Baker Mayfield is 2-1 and one in the playoffs. That's all I'll say. Is <laughs> yeah, people out there like Kyle, Kyler Murray, 0-for-1 in the playoffs. And you got Baker Mayfield 2-for-1. So, uh, I don't know. Did Baker Mayfield earn a four-year contract? absolutely he did so i'm all in I, I, baker mayfield the bake bake show for you that's see all those eagles that. fans get out of here oh man it's it's a good weekend it's been a good weekend um i think that cleared things up but i still I, i'm not as i thought i'd be more more appreciative that the eagles were gone uh from the playoffs as a 49ers fan but i'm actually more appreciative that the rams are out because yeah, we didn't have to yeah. play them a third time. So uh, I think that I'm more okay with this than I thought. So Baker, fall out, my boy. Let's go. Bake, bake show. Uh, bake, bake Scott, show. any fantasy football winners or losers for, for you that we haven't touched on, um, whether that's redraft for next season, a little bump in your ranks, or a dynasty lens? Um, I think another rookie wide receiver that continued to put himself on the map is Rasheed Rice. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he was he was he was their offense. Yeah. I mean, Pacheco was, you know, Pacheco was decent. Kelsey was whatever. Um, but yeah, Rasheed Rice, I basically I made a trade for him in a dynasty. I traded him away in a dynasty league before his ascension, and I get to just watch that un- unfold now without him on my team. Who'd you trade for? But what's that? Who'd you trade for him? Um, I think it it involved some picks and Tony Pollard. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. I traded Ty J Spears straight up for him. I mean, I was it was mine was kind of a win now what move. You I and a, Bud, I me, give me a ticket in that league, who it was really early. It was. It was before the ascension. I saw it. So I'm like, let's take a stab on this guy. And so wait, I, you trade you traded for him? Yeah, I traded for Rasheed Rice. I traded straight up Ty J Spears for Rasheed Rice. Yeah. 
Can I Honestly, can I tell you guys really my like Tajay Spears? So we'll see about that one. Can I tell you guys my favorite trade of last offseason dynasty that I gave somebody Mac Jones super flex dynasty. I got Nico Collins as the throw in and I got I got two seconds and I got and I gave a third and Mac Jones and the, the second turned into Rashi Rice. The other one turned into Tajay Spears and Nico Collins was the trade in who I ended up flipping for for ETN, which I don't know how That's I feel about sexy. that now, but my favorite, my favorite trade I did it a little while before the playoffs in a league that I ended up repeating in as champ was uh, Fields and Addison and some picks for uh, Puka and Lamar. Ooh, okay. And it was when Lamar wasn't really doing yeah. much, kind of, yeah. and then Poke, he just went. poking him with a stick a little bit. Yeah, I, I just needed some Puka. I had to have some Puka. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead. Let's jump into our rave rookie reviews. Let's uh, redraft the son of a bitch rookies that everything seems so certain uh, six, eight, 12 months ago. And maybe not the case now. It always does. Yeah, let's, it seems like we know everything. And then... <laughs> Let's get after it. God, I can't wait for the senior bowl. That that, that intro gets me hyped every time for it. Um but no, but you can get free uh you can get free footage from from the uh the senior bowl. That that's one of the great things about it. So, um guys, we're going to do some uh 2023 dynasty rookie drafts. We're going to look back, we're going to talk about the guys we got right, the guys we got wrong and use it as a way to kind of take some lessons from this and maybe what we can apply it to here in 2024. Rookie drafts are not that far away. The NFL draft is not that far away. I know we're primarily a redraft show, but tonight we're going to have a little bit more of a dynasty lens than usual. Um, so, Scott, let's go ahead and start things off with you. Who is the 101 if you knew what you know now back in May, back in April, back in July? We're talking Superflex, tight end premium. Yes, correct. Wait, I thought you're. I thought you're up first. Uh, we'll do you. Go ahead. Okay. Well, that's why I pick second. Um, well, I think it's it comes down to two players for me in Superflex um, between Puka Nakua and CJ Stroud, but it's Superflex and CJ Stroud is the real deal. So I'm I'm going CJ Stroud at number one. Okay. CJ Stroud. Yeah, you're probably right because in Superflex the quarterback position is just so weighted. Who've any digression from you on that pick? Would you still stay by Stroud, even though what we just saw from Puka Nakua and really where he is on the map of wide receivers? I don't know. I think I'd go Puka just because CJ Stroud, even though he had games where he put up that 30-pointer, he's kind of like an Aaron Rodgers where he has great games, but he's not putting up great fantasy points. So I'm going Puka actually 101 here, but I could right. be wrong. We'll throw Puka up at the 102 then, Kyle, if you want to make that selection for us. And 1,500 yards for a rookie is absolutely breathtaking. And it's I think it's just so hard for us to maybe put Puka at that 101 a little bit, Scott, because like this is a fifth-round receiver, day three guy, but we got to leave that in the past. So 
I, I, I'm I'm right with you. I think Stroud does carry more value in Superflex, so I probably would go Stroud. But my heart wants to say Puka, but I, I totally get where you're going with that, Scott. Yeah, it's one of those scenarios where whether you're one or two in this in our hypothetical situation, you're happy. Yes, yes, 100. Um, percent I'll go ahead with number three. I think it's Jameer Gibbs, guys, and it's crazy to say that, but this is an explosive offense. We know there could be some variance here in 2024 after the loss of Ben Johnson, assuming he moves somewhere. Um, but man, can you get any more better than Jameer Gibbs? He has the passing upside. He has the big play potential. And he was even getting used more down in the, in the goal line uh, towards the end of the season. So I think just for clarity's sakes, like if you have Jameer Gibbs, you wouldn't be giving it up for Bijan right now, right, Hoove? At the 104? Yeah. At the 104, I even though I'm a huge Bijan guy, I think I'm going to pass on Bijan right now just because of the uncertainty. We don't know what the future looks like. But there is a certainty at a certain position. And that's the tight end one position going forward. And I don't think that there's any tight end you can look at and say that that's the tight end one other than Sam Laporta. So I'm going to go Sam Laporta with the 104 here. Okay. All right. It's interesting. Scott, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about Sam Laporta? Would Bijan still be the pick for you here despite the uh, challenging and frustrating rookie year? Yeah, I, I mean, personally, I would still, I would still go with Bijan. I still think from a from a dynasty perspective, he's the pick here for me. But I would have Sam Laporta probably at five. You know, I mean, it's 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 razor thin, and yeah, yeah, he, he is the tight end one from this class. Um, the only reason I might you know hold off is because there are a few other very good tight ends in this class um, that you can get a little bit later. So, but I have no problem with Laporta at four. He's tight end one in fantasy. In general, one oh, that is true. First time ever for a rookie, I think. Yeah, is B is Bijan still in your top five dynasty running backs overall? I have Gibbs above him, I have Brees Hall and McCaffrey, but that's it. Uh, he's still a top 10 guy for me. Top 10 or top five? Top five, top five. He's still, I, I have the same yeah. group. Yeah, he's still, he's still top five for me. Yeah, but he's not one, he ain't one. No, he's not one. All right. Well, makes sense. Uh, Scott, back to you for the 106 here. Who is after Laporta then? Well, obviously you said Bijan. Then, then I would be taking Bijan here, yeah. Okay. And, and what's the outlook for 2024 for you? Um, I mean, it, it 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 depends somewhat. You know, we know Arthur Smith isn't there. Um, so so that's a good thing. But, I mean, I I, th- I think Bijan didn't have as bad of a season, I think, as as people are making it out. I think it's just because he didn't smash as a top three running back in his rookie year. Um, I mean, I, I don't have it in front of me where he finished, but he still, I mean, you know, and there's a sour taste in your mouth from the game where he was sick. He had another really low scoring game later in the season, but he had plenty of 20 plus point games. Um, I again, don't have it in front of me, but I know he was near the top as far as running back target share among running backs. Um, so, I mean, he was, he was utilized, you know, I think more than, more than kind of the general the general feeling about him would convey. Um, so I'm still going to be pretty high on him, even in, in redraft in 2024. Okay. Um, with the 106, I, I think it probably comes back to Anthony Richardson for me. We only got the four games, but what we got was an electric guy. And I think more than anything, I have faith in the Colts and I have faith in Shane Steichen. 
He did it with Jalen Hurts. We kind of saw the collapse of the Eagles late down the stretch with that offense without Shane Steich. And I think it's more of an endorsement of him and what he's doing, especially almost getting to the playoffs there with Gardner Minshew as well. So I'm going to go Anthony Richardson. Hoove, back to you with uh, the next pick. Uh, this guy, a lot like 102 here. He's a wide receiver that really stood out this year. And it will not be like a Jordan Addison or a Quentin Johnston. Um I'm really torn between two guys right here, but I think I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Now, new wide receiver one, Rasheed Rice. You're just talking about him. So, Rasheed Rice, he's, he stood out the most. And I forgot who play, who said this. I think it was Jagger. He said that he's the only one in that wide receiver room that's actually playing Patrick Mahomes-style football. And that's the best way to put it, is that Sky Moore is not standing out. MVS, not standing out. Kadarius, Tony, immature, not standing out. So, I, like Rasheed Rice, if he if they don't actually go out and get a Mike Evans, they don't go out and get a Michael Pittman, very unlikely. But there's a certainty, there's a chance that they could go out and get a top guy. If they don't go out and get someone that really takeaways carries and takeaways targets, like from Rasheed Rice this offseason, this guy could be a top 10 wide receiver next year. Nearly a thousand yards as a rookie, and he just keeps getting better and better. Arguably had his best day of his career here in the wild card round. So shout out Rasheed Rice. Scott, is that too hot for you as well? Because we still have who we assumed was the dynasty wide receiver one of this class on the board. No, it's not too hot for me. Like I think um you're kind of and you're probably talking about who I'm gonna go ahead and pick, and that's Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, you know, I mean the thing about JSN is, you know, he was rated as the top wide receiver in the class. It was fairly much a consensus. And then, you know, the the take on that was like, but it probably won't be a smash year one because DK Metcalf's there. Tyler Lockett's there. You know, he's he, it's, it's somewhat crowded. And then the year happened and exactly that happened. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, he's terrible. It's like, no, no, that's exactly what everybody said was going to happen. So I think from a dynasty long-term perspective, especially with a potential change in offensive scheme in Seattle, and I mean, at least sometime soon, a change and an upgrade in quarterback, I think he's still, he's still, you know, arguably one of the most talented receivers from that class. He just didn't have the fantasy outcome his rookie year that some of the others had. Um, but no, I mean, this seven, eight, nine pick, um, there's, there's three wide receivers basically in that group right there. And two of them are on the board right now. And the third one, I'm assuming, is co- is coming next. We'll see. Me too. All do right. Do you want to do it, Seth, or do you want me to? Go ahead. You you go ahead before me, because I, I think I actually digress a little bit on who should be the pick here. All right. Well, I this, this player went 101. And I wasn't a big fan of him, but he really made one of those wide receivers really stand out most of this year. He picked him in the third round, I believe. Uh, wide receiver Tank Dell. Tank Dell before he went down with injury. I think that I would take Tank Dell knowing the injury at this point after JSN and before who I think is probably going to go 110, uh, another wide receiver. So Tank Dell, dynasty-wise, like Nick Collins is a free agent this offseason. More than likely he'll be back in Houston, but it's a chance that he's gone. And Tank Dell, a lot like Christian Kirk coming back in Jacksonville, He's coming back from an injury, but he could have the opportunity to still be a wide receiver one for that quarterback. So Tank Dell is my pick at 109. I love Tank Dell. I I will say, I think after this week, though, I, I did move Nico Collins above him in my dynasty rankings. Um, I just loved what, what Nico did. And like 
over the last three games for Nico Collins, 371 yards, has caught 22 of 24 targets. I think that's insane for two touchdowns as well. And like after seeing Nico Collins put up 1,308, like I think I'm a little bit lower on tank than I was maybe a couple of weeks ago. Um, I would actually lobby for ahead of him. And again, it's razor thin margins we're talking, but Devon Achan. I think Devon Achan only had 103 rushing attempts, guys, and had 800 fucking rushing yards, eight touchdowns. That's with Raheem Mostert setting the all-time Dolphins record as well. And the receiving game wasn't too bad either. Three receiving touchdowns on the season, nearly 200 uh, yards there as well. So, like, we're talking nearly a thousand combined scrimmage yards on a guy who had 130, 140 touches. Kind of reminds me of like a Tony Pollard thing where I don't think he, he'll ever be a guy we should give 250 touches, but I think he could get 180, 165 touches and be really awesome with it. So, I would go right there. I'd probably have to go uh, with A-Chan, but he's right there. So Kyle, go and throw him up on the board. Uh, here we got Mr. Scampers in the chat. What's up, Scampers? Good to see you, man. Um, saying Bryce Young is a real boy too. Nah, dude. I don't. Bryce Young's not making it in this first round. I hope not. Um, Dave saying, I love Nico Collins. Del. Love him. And he says, I have Dell over Nico. What do you, Scott, how do you feel about that, that debate? Dell over, Dell over Nico. I mean, I'll probably use the cop-out answer and I'll probably have them back to back. I'm thinking, you know, in my redraft rankings coming up. I mean, obviously we're doing a, a dynasty redraft here, Yeah. but um, I mean, Nico Collins is one of those guys where it's like, he's kind of become, Oh, let's, let's all look, let's all look, pour through the stats and look for the next yeah. Nico Collins. You know what I mean? Because he was kind of forgotten about, you know, he was okay, serviceable. And then just this, to smash as, as, as hard as he did, you know. And, it, you know, it, it took off at the end of the season and then the playoff game. Um, he was unstoppable. So it's it's close, you mm-hmm. know, it's real close. I might, just because of the injury, I might have Nico a smidge ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, Hoove, I'll throw it back. Or Scott, I'll throw it back to you for the 111 here. So there's few names out there right now, but I think this is probably where I'd jump in with it being tight end premium and grab Dalton Kincaid from the Bills. The you know, he was he was the tight end one of this class coming in. That's where he was ranked. Um Laporta obviously was the tight end one overall, as Hoove reminded me of earlier in the show. Um, so obviously the the number one tight end in the class, but the tight end premium with that offense, um, yeah, I'm going Kincaid at eleven. Hoove, on to you at twelve. I, before before I, I make my pick, were we forget about Michael Mayer? Michael Mayer? Michael no. Mayer was the tight end one of this class. But I mean of, that, that, that was early though. That was, was early in the process. That was very early. No, I just mean like this time, you know, after the after the NFL draft last year when people were ranking the yeah. rookies, okay. sure. was one. Laporta sure. was two. Sure. Yeah. All right. So my next pick, honestly, I really thought that this guy was gonna go one ten. Uh, but then I just started looking up the, the rankings right now, looking up some rookies, and honestly, I think I'm going to let them slide a little bit longer, and I'm going to take someone that just had a great appearance in the playoffs this last weekend, Jaden Reed. I'm going to take wide receiver Jaden Reed over a few of these wide receivers that are still on the board. It's a little bit of a hot take. I feel like I'm taking too many hot takes right now with Sam Laporta early and Rasheed Rice over JSN and, and now Reed, but these guys, they really – were dynasty MVPs. They really kind of balled out for where they were drafted this year. And, and they really kind of showed me that they can be, they can be playmakers on their team. So 
Jaden Reed, come on down, 110. I think it's interesting about Jaden Reed because it's there's two sides of the mm-hmm. coin here for me with him. Jordan Love, second most touchdowns uh, on the season for any quarterback. Shout out to him. 32 of them in his first year as a starter is just fucking absurd. Seventh most most passing yards as well. However, guys, like there is the, the thing that he's kind of one of those quarterbacks who's making everybody good. Bo Melton's a thing all of a sudden. Romeo Dobbs looked like a monster here against the Cowboys. So like, I do worry, like, they did just beat the Cowboys without Reed. I, I love Reed. I love Christian Watson, though, as well. So, Scott, how do you feel about just kind of, like, the potential maybe a log jam for the Packers, even though, like, I love right. Jaden Reed. I love nice. what we saw. I think he could be an absolute monster. But I just worry that there's going to be a lot of faces in this crowd. Devontae and Wicks even got in the end zone again. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a fair point. Um. But, man, I love me some Jaden Reed. Uh, I, you know, his involvement, you know, the, the, the thinking on him was he was going to be a target hog, you know, maybe lead the team in targets by year two or three, but I think he's ahead of schedule on that. They give him the ball out yeah. in the backfield. He's dynamic in that role as well. So, um, I, I think I have one, I have one wide wide receiver. I would take ahead of him here. Okay. Um, but he, he would be right at this one, two turn for me. Okay. I imagine the other receiver you're talking about, we can throw him on the board, Kyle, here at the 2-1. It's Jaden, or uh, excuse me, Zay Flowers, Baltimore Ravens. Zay Flowers kind of underperformed a little bit at times this season, but towards the end, he was he was really hot, uh, white hot, won a lot of people, some leagues, got some people into the championship game with some big performances there for Baltimore down the stretch. We liked him at Florida State or uh, Boston College. He was kind of a guy who could play inside, outside, do a little bit of everything. And I think he'll continue to grow here. We'll see how big the pie can get. It, it got better um, year year number one here in, in the new system. But say Flowers, you know, about where you got him uh, in a regular super flex last year. So uh, I'll hand it back to you, Scott. Who do you have here at the uh, 102 or the 201 or 202? Excuse me. Sorry. Um yeah, Zay Flowers was not the receiver I was talking about. So I'll take him oh. at the 202, which I think this is pretty screaming deal, and that's Jordan Addison, Minnesota Vikings. Hold for applause. <laughs> no, I, I I'm gonna be honest. I, I think I totally forgot about Jordan Addison. Yeah, he's I not on he's not on your rankings that you sent out. Oh wow, not that's there. embarrassing. So, I mean, he was arguably, you know, he was a lot of people's wide receiver two or three in the class. Again, we're we're using hindsight here. Nine touchdowns on the year, um, and that's with Kirk. You know, that's with whatever that was at quarterback after Kirk got Kirk yeah. Cousins got hurt. I mean, yeah, Go he did play a jambalaya without Justin Jefferson, but um, yeah, I mean, he didn't he didn't do a lot to 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 fade what I think about him yeah. um, in year one. So I would yeah. love to get him at the two hundred two. Kyle, go ahead and switch those. Go ahead and switch those if you can. Go ahead and put Jordan Addison on on, on the two hundred one. He definitely deserves that. That that was, I don't know how I missed Jordan Addison in this. Um, Hoove, back to you now for the two hundred three. Who do you have uh, here in our dynasty rookie redraft? He honestly took my pick because that was who I was talking about back at the one. Yeah, at the one hundred nine. I was thinking it was Tank Dell or Jordan Addison. So he slid a little bit, and I thought of Jaden Reed. So I'm glad the slide is over. Um. <laughs> So now I was just looking at my picks just now, and some of these guys are not standing out the same as the others. So in a super flex, I think I'm going to take the next quarterback, and it's not the 101. It's probably someone that you got around this time last year. Don't I'm going to take, some, take 
that banana eating, that mayo loving quarterback down there in Tennessee. Will Levis. I'm going to take Will Levis here at the 203. Um, I mean, he got Mike Rabel fired, didn't he? Because the organization wants to build around yeah. him. Yeah. You're looking at Will Levis or Bryce Young right here. I think I'm going to go with Will Levis because he showed more at a certain point than Bryce Young did. And they're honestly in pretty similar situations that they have. Oh, yeah. They have competitive teams, but not well, not competitive for the Panthers, but they're in their eyes, they're a wide receiver one away. Well, the Titans, they draft fifth overall. They could draft one if they wanted to, or seventh overall. So they could draft Malik Neighbors if they wanted to. Do I think that they will? Probably not. But they have options, and the organization's willing to to support Will Levis the same way that the Panthers are willing to support Bryce Young. Talent Will Levis has more upside than Bryce Young right now, so I'm going to go with Will Levis. Seeing a lot of mock drafts with the Panthers second round pick. They're going after someone like Xavier Worthy, uh, someone kind of in that range of Troy Franklin out of Oregon. So um, I, I think you're spot on. I think Bryce Young's probably the pick here for me as well, going with another quarterback. It's just a value thing at this point. He's going to be a starting quarterback for at least the next couple of seasons. I still have the size concerns, uh, you know, like there's a difference when you look at someone like him and Kyler Murray, like Kyler Murray's a small dude, but Kyler Murray's like jacked. You know, Kyle, Kyler Murray is, is stacked. And um, so I, I do hope he puts on a little bit of weight and, and can kind of battle through some of those things. But things are hopefully only getting better. I think Frank Wright was kind of a joke. And, you know, I, I can't believe that that was the answer for him. But David Tepper is going to be impatient no matter who they fucking bring in. So uh, best of luck to Bryce Young. I don't love the pick, but it's a value one. Scott, back to you here. Uh, even feel free to throw up a couple at this point if you'd like as well um uh at this point yeah i would have i would have taken bryce young if he fell um to the 205 so i'm going back to best running back available at this point and that's spears tajay spears uh is who i I would take here i think he has a super bright future um you know the tea leaves are saying that derrick henry's not going to be in tennessee next year yep um and i think he showed you know he mostly was a complimentary role this year he had some ppr value but he showed his explosiveness I mean, his yards per carry and reception were just, I mean, it was a really small sample size, but it was ridiculous. So I think if he's given anywhere near a primary running back's role, um, yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be a very valuable running back. Hoove. There's one position that I really want to go after, but I think I'm going to skip it just because if you pick one, you have to pick the other guy. So I'll, I'll wait, see if they come back to me. Um, Right now, I think I'm going to go with a guy that beat out someone that I, I really loved, I really love Alec Pierce. And this guy kind of showed out at times that he could be that wide receiver too. And that offense next to Michael Pittman. So I'm going to go with Josh Downs. Oh, great pick. Great pick. I'll go with Zach Charbonnet here. Um, Definitely a slid a lot. Like think about almost a year ago, Scott, you know, pre-draft we had Zach Charbonnet, right? Kind of, you know, maybe a round ahead of now, you know, the 108, 107 and kind of slid back. Um, Obviously, I think we've seen that Kenneth Walker can be a dynamic running back and Charbonnet might always play a little bit of second fiddle, but he's a dynamic back too. And at at different times in the season, they leaned on him. So I think Charbonnet is a little bit of value here as a change of pace guy. Um, Nothing too crazy, but I think he's always going to have a safe floor in this league. I have a question. I'm kind of showing my IQ here, but is Keaton Mitchell an undrafted free agent or undrafted rookie? Yeah, correct. 
So I think we should throw that name out. I don't see him here on the draft board, but I think we got to keep that in mind. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. Think- great call. Great call. Okay. Scott, who would you go here? Uh, I believe we're at the 207. Um, Keith Mitchell was the rookie running back four in points per game. Um, if you don't count. Wow, games. Okay. So, so for me here, um, I'm going with another tight end. Now he had a, he had a teammate who showed out a little bit when he was hurt, okay, but when he's healthy, he is Jordan loves number one tight end. And that's Luke Musgrave. Wow. Holy All right. Wow. Can I go next? Cause this is what I was talking about. Go for it. Yeah. What do you got? All it's right. A- Throw up Tucker Kraft because yeah. Tucker what? Kraft showed Tucker Kraft showed just as much. I personally thought Tucker Kraft was going to really be the guy that showed out in this, in this tight end room. And they went one, two, they believed in both the guys. And so when, when Musgrave went down, I really like Kraft, but sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to get both those guys up there. If you're going to show love to one, because one was the first half hero. You should get a little board bet. Who's going to score more fantasy points in 2024 between those two. You kicked my ass with the running back one. So I don't know if I want to go against you this year. That's another situation. I'm honestly a little surprised you guys ranked them that high because like they were both great at different points in the season. I think they're very talented players, but like they almost dilute each other a little bit for me as no well. Way. Cause, cause we kind of only saw like, Kraft came on at the end. Of, I mean, maybe it's just how their season went. And, and Kraft was kind of banged up in the beginning of it. He got healthy down the stretch, was awesome, and and kind of vice versa for Luke Musgrave there. So, What did you I, just I, say about Jordan Love earlier, though? I think you said that he just makes players around him better. Yeah, but he spreads talented. the ball out a lot, too. That's the he other thing about He spreads the ball him. out a lot. Boom, boom. Bang, bang. All right, all right. Musgrave, Kraft. Scott, any, any final thoughts on the Packers tight ends? Um, no, I mean, I agree. I think they're both really good. And I know Tucker Kraft was a, was a big time sleeper um, just because he, you know, he was drafted later than Musgrave. So that would tell you that Musgrave is going to get the first shot, which he did. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree. That's a, I think that is a, a that's definitely a risk. Um, but in a tight end premium rookie draft uh, in an offense like the Packers, what it looks like it's going to be, I think late second round for both these guys is perfectly fine. Okay. All right. Especially with, with, yeah, with what's okay. left on the board. You know, yeah. we've kind of, we kind of hit a tear break. I think at wide receiver. Yeah. Um, we definitely hit a tear break at quarterback. There's yeah. still a couple of decent running backs, but this is just, this is where I would grab a, a tight end and a good offense. What do you mean? You're not going to take Hendon hooker here. <laughs> so uh, I will be, I'll go against my my own initial rankings when I did this exercise. I'm going to go with Chase Brown. I think he's a very interesting name here. Saw a little bit of pop at the end of the season. It was good to see that. He so, was one of my IBT flag plant guy. He was. He Yeah, on, yeah I was way too hot on, on Chase Brown. I was drafting him like 17th round of a lot of redrafts. Kind of taking him in some dynasty leagues as well. And uh, didn't really pan out, but I actually did get to use him in a couple leagues down the stretch, uh, that I was kind of rebuilding and just needed to throw a guy in a lineup. So chase Brown, we don't know what's going to happen with Joe Mixon. I, I would expect Mixon back for at least one more season. Um, but I, I think Brown, they realize like he's a talented player and it in a team that could be lacking playmakers if T Higgins is on the move. So, uh, yeah, chase Brown here for me at the two eleven or two ten, excuse me. I, I don't I don't like it. I I like it because I remember you were a Chase Brown guy back in preseason. So I like it for you and I like it for your brain. Yeah. But 
there's literally two running backs here that I hope that me and really Scott knock off the board that I'm like, I think I'd like over Chase Brown. Go ahead, sure. Hoof. Uh, I'll go here. I'll go with, uh, even though we just talked about the other guy earlier, I'm going to go with Roshan Johnson right here, 211. Uh, out of that out of that running back core, you just saw it just came down to injuries. But at the end, what running back showed the most promise? Khalil Herbert. Khalil oh. Herbert is getting all the run. Dynasty-wise. Dynasty-wise. Just wait. They were trying to run the rest out of Khalil Herbert. And dynasty-wise, Roshan, got- if they don't go after a big name like Saquon or Josh Jacobs, Roshan will be the guy. You watch. I don't... Scott, I, I totally disagree with that w- with that take, honestly, because Khalil Herbert's got a whole other year left on this deal. He becomes a free agent in 2025. So I just think sure? they're going to keep giving this guy the rock because he's good when he's healthy. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to tell because that was a little bit of an anomaly at the end of the year, him having those back-to-back 20-carry, 100-yard games. So it's hard to really read because earlier yeah. in the year, it was more of just of that logjam that fantasy managers can't stand with him and when Dante Foreman Foreman was was healthy um so no but I I still believe in the talent and I think he has the skill set to be a three down back so I mean it, it's a fair point Cleo Herbert's still under contract and he's cheap so is Roshan Johnson um but you know he's he's one of those second year running backs I'm going to have my eyes on just like Kendra Miller with the Saints um who yeah. you know didn't didn't smash didn't wow us in year one um, you know, but that I have my eye on for year two. So even if and you I don't think, like, oh, sorry, what's that? No, go ahead. No, I just I think where we're at again, looking at the other names on the board, I think this is this was a fine spot for Roshan. What I was going to say was, is I do you you really think that even if you're not a big fan of Roshan dynasty wise, just looking at the, the involvement that he had in his offense compared to Chase Brown, you wouldn't want Ch- Roshan Johnson over Chase Brown. I just, I just think it's going to be more of a logjam. I think I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears go after another running back here on day two or day three of this draft. Like, there's not really high end talent at the running back position in the 2024 class, but there's a lot of guys that could mix it up here for Chicago and and maybe potentially be that guy. I just thought we'd see more from Roshan. Like he had the opportunities. He did. He did get the concussions uh, when Dante Foreman w- was kind of taking over, and that's how Foreman kind of got that job handed to him. But I don't know. I, I just I see some flags with Roshan, and there's a lot of like middle of the road running backs that I think might be better than you him see, coming in this did you draft. See the, the rumor today about who might uh, become the offensive coordinator for the for the Bears. Greg who, Roman. Who? Greg Roman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, I actually did for, just trade. I did, I did just trade Roshan Johnson for the 206 and AJ Dillon. To I would do you. that. I saw that. I saw that. I yeah. That. So I like, I like that. that's where I'm at is yeah. where if they go out yeah. and get Saquon, like whatever, I'm cool with that. Cause I just got the 206 and AJ Dillon, who's a free agent this off season. So I get two opportunities to grab a running back. But if I would have kept him, like, I would have been cool with running into Roshan. Like I, I really do like that um, dynasty asset. So, Scott, make the final pick of the draft here. Who do you got? I'm, I'm throwing left to our undrafted free agent, Keaton Mitchell. He's going. Oh wow! Holy shit! Um, you know, there's some other Jaleel McLaughlin. You know, showed some, showed some, uh, showed some flash in Denver. I really like Michael Wilson with the Cardinals. Um, I honestly really liked what I saw from Dontavian Wicks actually most of the season. 
Um, Demario yeah. Douglas, Patriots also was. Oh, Demario was. Yeah. There's, there's there's some there's some good options in here, but man, we got an undrafted free agent who, yeah, he got hurt, and I mean that's the issue with Keaton Mitchell and Devon Achan, is like they showed some 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 explosiveness, but they're also not very big, and doesn't mean that they just cannot succeed. But they both got hurt, you know, Achan a couple times, so. The risk involved, but um, at the at the two three round two three turn, I'm taking Mr. Mitchell. Undrafted, no more. All right, yeah. so I got to throw out some of the names we left off this just just so everyone's aware. Maybe the big, probably the biggest faller, uh, a first round pick at one point in dynasty rookie drafts a season ago, Quentin Johnston. Not on our rankings. I, I I did have he was he was in my second round towards the end of it, but. I mean, talk about a fall, boys. Quentin Johnston, not even in our top 24 rookies. Um, and we know there's going to be an opportunity for him again next season. Mike Williams could be a, a, a pre-June first cut. The Chargers could save a lot of money. So no Quentin Johnston. Um, I thought Aiden O'Connell maybe deserved a little bit of a bid here as well. No Aiden O'Connell loved it. Are we expecting him to be replaced here this offseason, Hoof? I'm frankly the name I thought you were going to say was Kendra Miller. I thought someone was going to throw some Kendra Miller love since Scott brought him up, but yeah, he didn't do anything. I mean, I even made that bet preseason that Clyde Edwards Hilaire was going to outscore him, and I was right about that. So, um, I'm not I'm not surprised. You know, I think that Keenan Allen is a is a cut candidate as well. Like they're in cap hell. The Chargers are in cap hell. So, I don't know. Like Quentin Johnston could be worth more, but I'm not going to give up the to to trade for Quentin Johnston right now. You're going to have to give up something that people are going to be willing to give up the draft competition that they got him for. In a sense, they're not willing to take that dip yet, even yeah. though they should. Yeah. So like for your bank, for your buck, I would take 24 rookies that at their price, a lot more than I would at Quentin Johnston. Few other names I'll just throw out that we didn't make the board either: Jonathan Mingo, Michael Mayer, Jalen Hyatt, Scott. Any any regrets not taking any of those players? Not over the. I mean, maybe Keaton Mitchell. That was a little bit of a throwing love to the undrafted guy yeah. who, who did get. He's now on a team. Um, but you know, uh, none of those guys really. I, I'd rather have Michael Wilson, honestly, than some okay. of those you, you mentioned. Trey Tucker did a little bit of splash at the end of the year. Too. Yeah. Yeah, so did um, Trey Palmer as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, Michael Mayer had a couple of games, you know, where his target share spiked, and he had, you know, he, it looked like maybe it was happening, but then it went right back downhill. So, um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good with, I'm good with the players we have here. And yeah, I wasn't touching Quentin Johnston where he was going last year. Um, just wasn't, wasn't willing to spend that, and I'm not, I wouldn't touch him in the top twenty-four this year. Okay. Um, final thoughts for me, just kind of looking back at kind of in some of my analysis a season ago, like I would just say like, never say never. Cause I think sometimes we say like Bijan automatic rookie one Oh one and no one even questioned it. It was kind of, we kind of got into that group think a little bit. So challenge, I think the, the, the narrative this season, you know, if someone's saying this is the slam dunk one Oh one, whether it's in redraft, whether it's in dynasty, whether it's here in dynasty rookies, whatever it is, just like, Keep an open mind because who would have thought the Puka Nakua, who wasn't even going in most, you know, three round rookie drafts would end up being the the, the 101 of the rookie class here in 2023 going into the next season. Him, him and Laporta really broke through some historical roadblocks. Yeah. 
this season with with how they finished. I'm drafting Quentin Johnston in the second. <laughs> Let's go. Real, uh, that's opportunity right there. Who knows? Maybe this is maybe he was just a bad. Can't get that drop out of my head, man. That game winning touchdown he dropped. I just, oh, I can't. I can't. I would have lost a fantasy matchup because like if he caught that. So I'm okay. Thank you, Quentin. I he helped me win a championship dropping some passes. So uh shout out to him. All right, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and bring Kyle in and let's get to our favorite movies of 2023 rave rookie reviews. We like to mix a little bit of lifestyle in here as well as uh, a little bit of entertainment content. So Kyle, get, get your uh, beautiful face on camera here and let's talk some uh, 2023 movies. Uh, Kyle, uh, how you doing, man? How's the show been? And are you ready to talk some movies? I'm always ready to talk about movies. The show has been great so far. I mean, I'm locked in on these on these on this rookie redraft. I feel like if I went back in time, I could win a lot of money back to the <laughs> style. I would be Biff yep. in, in Back to the Future too. Ray's sports almanac. There yeah. we go. There we go. We got Dave saying movie time. Kyle, where do you think 2023 ranks for movies? Did you think there were a lot of good ones? Do you think like like you're a guy who I know you like the classics, but where did this kind of come in for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, when I when I first saw this question, I I you know, my first initial reaction was like I saw like three movies this year. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. But then I thought about it. I saw a lot more movies that came out this year than I thought, and a lot of them were actually pretty good. So, I mean, hey, I would say it was a pretty pretty good year for movies, all things considered. Okay. All right. Uh, Scott, we'll throw it over to you first, man. What are your top three movies of this past season? So, I did not see that many movies. I know there's some movies. I did not see Barbie. I didn't see the Super Mario movie. I haven't seen John McFour yet. Um, there are some movies definitely still on my list. Asteroid City is a must see for me. Haven't seen it yet. Um, Killer of the Flower Moon haven't seen yet. So those might make my list later, but based on what I've seen, um, number one for me is easy. It's Oppenheimer. Um, that was easily my favorite movie of the year. Probably one of my favorite movies I've seen in quite some time. Um, went and saw an IMAX full, full experience by myself. No kids just by myself. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so that was my number one. So then, then it gets for me. I think it gets a little bit more probably dark horse style. My second favorite. I've been on a thriller, thriller horror movie kick for about a year now, going back and watching tons of movies that I never watched. Can't really say why. Um, so I, I really liked one of the newer ones. It's called Talk to Me. Um, so that's my number two. And my number three is a movie that came out on Netflix. Number three, my honorable mention is Cocaine Bear, just so you know. Cocaine uh, but, Bear, uh, yeah. But, uh, yes. My, my number three was, it's a movie called Leave the World Behind. Fairly recent movie with Julia Roberts, um, <laughs> Ethan Hawke. Kind of a dystopian, society falling apart movie. That my number three. Oh, I just saw, I'm sorry. I saw Dave's comment. Raw Dog Dopey, uh, Offie. That just, oh, geez. That might be the best comment in IVT yeah, history right there. That's kind of what it felt like. <laughs> Oh, Kyle, I'm going to throw it over to you, man. Uh, did you raw dog Oppie? Hell yeah, I raw dogged Oppie. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do uh, Barbie. Get a t-shirt, man. T-shirt. Something with good cheese. Yeah. <laughs> to do Oppie, but they, it was sold out. So I Oh, no. And I had to settle for Mission Impossible. 
Oh, what? You tried to pull off the double feature and you got fucked? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think those tickets were sold out weeks in advance, though. You I know? bought my it's tickets to Oppenheimer a month before I saw it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I walked into the movie theater like a dope. Uh, so you played yourself. Could if, I it was, if it was the movie I was at, you would have been able to sit on my lap, just so you know, if you wanted to. <laughs> You're trying to raw dog off me. <laughs> I was trying to. They kicked me out on my ass. They said, get the hell out of here. Get in Mission Impossible, loser. <laughs> so, does, so does Mission Impossible make your top three list, then? No. I mean, it was good, but it doesn't unfortunately for tom cruise um it's an impossible raw dog. what, what so, do you got for us son so my number one uh, as scott alluded to was asteroid city it was the new wes anderson movie it's fantastic wonderful time beautiful film highly recommend if you have the time go watch it find it uh it wasn't in like a lot of theaters i had to go to like a like a small theater that shows weirder films so <laughs> I don't blame you. You were raw dogging in there too, huh? All right, I wouldn't say that. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. Number keep two. going. <laughs> Is uh, so the new David Fincher film, who made Seth your favorite movie, The Social Network. Yes. Uh, it's my guy. Really? If you didn't see this or didn't know it was a thing, because uh, that's probably because it was only on Netflix. It was a Netflix original. And they did not advertise it. It was really good, though. <laughs> What's it about? Uh, it's about an assassin. And uh, he's doing his job, you know? Does it feel like social network? Yeah. It's not It's not as... Um, it's not written by... Uh, What's his face? Um, the guy that did West Wing. What's his mm -hmm. name? I don't know. Sorry, bud. You guys are really letting me down here. Oh, uh, <laughs> John Wick 4, that's your third one then? Yeah, John Wick 4 is just a dumb action movie, man. It rocks. Hell you yeah. Know, I, I only saw the first John Wick. I didn't see two or three. Didn't need to. Didn't care. Kicked ass, dude. Aaron Sorkin. Bad. Aaron Sorkin, thank you. Sorry, I had to look it up because it was bugging me. Yeah. There we go. All right, Hoove, take it over, man. I. Kyle, I, I've not watched any of yours. I had I hadn't even heard of two of them. So um, I, I I appreciate you bringing some culture to my life. You haven't right. heard of John Wick Four? I've heard that's the only one I've heard of. Hadn't heard of the other ones. <laughs> I'm gonna go through my honorable mentions before I go through my list because what Kyle said, he kind of brought up one thing. Uh, he said he watched all the John Wick movies before he or he watched John Wick Four. Hasn't seen all the other John Wicks. Oh, you haven't seen all the other ones? Wow, I've only God. seen the first one. Wow. So this is kind of how I was, where Heidi wanted to go to the theater. I was like, all right, well, what do you want to see? So we went to go see Creed 3. That was pretty good. That's one of my honorable mentions. Dungeons and Dungeons and Dragons. That one was oh, pretty yeah. good. I heard that was uh, TMNT, Mutant Mayhem. That one was really good if you like animated. And uh, I actually haven't seen Oppenheimer, but I know I got to put credit where credit's due. And we have to, if we're going to talk about it, we got to talk about the number one most streamed movie of of 2023 the eras tour come on guys we gotta talk oh about it. i didn't even know that was i didn't see team. it but we gotta talk about it we gotta show love to ariel you know yeah our, our i saw that home. shit in per i saw that shit in person and if, if the movie was anything like the actual concert was it was probably awesome so oh, i'm sure everyone's yeah. singing in the, th in the theaters whatnot but all right let's get to this list so at number one 
the movie that I saw by myself in the theaters. I didn't even need my girlfriend to come see it. I wanted to see it that bad. I thought it was going to be the comedy of all comedies. It had Will Ferrell. It had Margot Robbie. It had Ryan Gosling. And I went to go see number one, Barbie. I honestly, even as a man, I thought Barbie was generational. I mean, it was probably the closest thing is that they categorized everything into Wizard of Oz or I I think it's Pulp Fiction is that there's like two different genres of movies that they categorize everything into. And Barbie is Wizard of Oz 2.0. It's the closest thing that we've seen that just takes you into a different world, you know, and uh, just the messages that sent across like feel good, feel good. Love my Barbies out there. No, I'm heard, just kidding. Anywhere I've heard really, really good. Oh, yeah. It was very good. You haven't seen it? I haven't seen it yet. I do like how you led with Will Ferrell as the first actor. <laughs> I did. I know. I no, I swear to God. I really thought that, like, that's why I wanted to see it so bad by myself is that I knew it was going to be like a chick flick. But I thought that this was going to be like the funniest movie since Step Brothers. Because if you're going to get this kind of cast committed, like Michael Sarah and all these people, like John Cena and whatnot, like committed to this Barbie movie, the script had the script had to be phenomenal. Well, I'm ser- I'm dead serious. Like I thought the script had to been just knockout. Like the jokes were all like it was like Step Brothers funny. That's what it's I was thinking. Of, so I'm like one of the most successful movies of all time. It is. It's grossed, it's grossed like $1.5 billion since it came out. It, it And it, it's deserving of that. I just thought it was a different style of movie. But it was still a great movie. And that's why it deserves to be number one. Because number, number two was a movie that I was just blown away with. I thought that the way that they designed it, that the, the way that the, the artist just, just drew everything was just so creative with all the different styles. So number two, I got Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, I honest, I'm a huge but superhero movie fan, and I think that this was probably my favorite superhero movie I've ever I've ever seen. It the cast so list looked good. awesome. Yeah, just if you have three three hours, I know it's long. If you've seen Avatar, you can sit through this because it doesn't feel like it. Like you, you're thinking, oh, I gotta sit through a three hour animated movie. I can't do that. It doesn't feel like it. It actually like just the way that they designed it. You're watching it and you're like, I feel like I just watched a, a live action movie. So. Number two, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And number three, a movie that's not so live action as the other ones. Why are you laughing so hard? Because <laughs> you look like you're going to have a fucking oh my God. I break a, like a blood vessel in your, in your head. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so anyways, number three, I got Guardians of the Galaxy. Or no, my bad. I, I must have switched that one. Uh, Super Mario movie. I'm really close between Guardians of the Galaxy and Super, Super Mario, but... This movie, I actually bought it the first day it came out on the DVD. And I knew it was going to go on HBO. I knew it was going to go on something. But I wanted this one for those nights that the Wi-Fi goes out and you got to pop a DVD in. I wanted to watch Super Mario. And I have a, I'm actually using all my DVDs to prop up my laptop right now. But I kind of realized I only have animated movies for those nights where the Wi-Fi goes out. I got Robots, Shark Tale, Super Mario movie. Uh, trolls trolls world tour i'll probably have trolls band band together pretty soon so big animated movie fan over here i'm an anime guy rar xd i'm so i am so sorry folks <laughs> this, this show went off the fucking rails <laughs> oh yeah you can't even see Kyle, you i don't to... know what i said that was out of pocket there no no it wasn't you who it was the it was the whole raw dog <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Um, I tried to make Seth break and it worked. You did. You did. I apologize, folks. It's the worst show in a while. Come on. We're all laughing. Um, Let's go ahead. Let's bring up my list, Kyle. I I can't really see my computer right now with the glasses (laughs) off. um, Number one, Gran Turismo. That fucking shit was crazy. Talk about a movie that you wouldn't even think would like come on and and be an actual like just action thriller from front to finish. Love Gran Turismo. Um, you guys see Gran Turismo at all? Anyone see that shit? No, I play Gran Turismo every time I go out of my car. I haven't seen it. I do want to see it, and I also want to see Ferrari. True story. True story. Based on a true story. It's based um, on a true story. Gran Turismo is based on a true story. Yes. In fact. It, it says it in every uh, every single advertisement. Um, second for me, No Hard Feelings. Best Jennifer Lawrence movie I think you'll watch. Kind of makes you uncomfortable at times. Don't watch with your kids, Scott. Not a good kid movie. Um, but like this Andrew Barth Feldman guy comes out of nowhere. No one ever heard of him. Super awesome. And like a dope ending to like kind of a funny, raunchy movie as well. So overall, love that one. Um, and then, like like who said, Super Mario Bros. movie. That shit was awesome. Yeah, I couldn't even make it halfway through. No hard feelings. I turned that shit off. What? I was like, I, I no, I I just couldn't get into it. This the plot. I was like, this is Dude, just cringy. Yeah, to so. let it. Yeah, to let it. If you gave it some time, the characters were super fucking dynamic. So, so maybe I have to go back and try it again. You but. gotta try it again. Kyle has bizarre taste in movies. Every time Seth recommends me a movie or I watch a movie at his house that he's like, oh, I loved this as a kid. It's some wackadoo shit I've never heard of. (laughs) Fair enough. You never saw this. I loved it. And it's like, it's not even on IMDb. (laughs) I don't know. You never watched The Tick? I watch the tick every Saturday, man. Yeah, we've got some we've got some movies that I grew up on on VHS. We not probably not anymore that when I would bring them up to my like college friends, they'd be like, What are you talking about, guy? Yeah. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? There's a movie called Big Bus. Kind of like airplane. <laughs> but it, it was all on a bus. <laughs> really bad, but I watched a lot of it when I was a kid. All right, we got we, we got to move on from movies. We got one final segment. Uh, great, like great call out with the the movies. Um, looks like Barbie and Oppenheimer is definitely kind of the fan favorite. <laughs> what we're getting in the chat. Um, so opinions. We just actually released. Steve did a 2023 best movies article on the website. So check that out. Um, a lot of ones I'd never fucking even heard of, but. They were really good. It was a good article, so check that out. And then Sven actually put on the site today, uh, mostly anticipated 2024 movies. So we'll chat all about them here later in the year. Hopefully uh, no more raw dog and talk in, in, in the movie discussion. But let's round it out, folks, with some good news. All right, it is good news. Our feel-good headlines of the week. Kyle, I'm going to throw it over to you, man. What you got for us? What, what What's good in your world? What's good in the world of sports, entertainment, news, politics, whatever you got for us? All right, so this is uh, sports, but it's also very entertaining for a couple reasons. So my headline is the Lures Lose in the Lake Effect. So now 
for it's good news for a couple reasons, right, Seth? Number one, obviously the Steelers lost. That's always good news anytime it happens, especially in the playoffs, right? Everyone can agree on that. Everyone can it right? Everyone agree. Get out of here, Jim. We don't need any we don't need any of this negative talk. Did you guys did you guys see Cooter Doodle's tweet yesterday? No. They they should have never let poor Rudolph uh play in any playoff games. <laughs> he good. was he wasn't that bad. He wasn't that bad. I like so is, is that the feel good headline is because the Steelers no. lost Kyle? No. Uh it's it's mostly a segue for me to talk about what our uh, my roommate, friend of the show, member of IVT, Elliot did. He went to the game. Uh, so he bought tickets to the first game when it was uh, uh, on Sunday. Okay. And then he sold those tickets and then bought tickets for the Monday game. <laughs> when it got canceled, he sold the tickets and then he bought Monday tickets. And so he drove eight hours total to uh get snowballs thrown at him for waving the the towel no uh yeah that's what he was saying and uh he couldn't get a good parking spot and he had a great time he said so i mean that's i feel great about everything involved with that story <laughs> holy hell are you doing that guys I, oh my god fuck phil's mafia for that that's to elliot of all people You've got a stadium full of people and a bunch of snow. Snowballs are getting thrown. They were throwing them down onto the yeah. into the end zone when they're Pickens lucky they didn't hit hit a, like they almost hit Pickens like before he caught that or was trying to catch that one touchdown too. So, uh, I who what's your thoughts on that story? Are you driving eight hours for that? Oh, looks like we just lost Hoove as well. Oh, the show's really going off the rail, rails today. Um, all right, I'm gonna throw it over to you. What do you got for us, Scott? Feel good headline of the week. First of all, I looked it up. At least on normal channels on Google, there is no movie called Raw Dog, but there is a book that's there's a book by Jamie Loftus. It's called Raw Dog colon The Naked Truth About Hot Dogs. So I just figured you'd want to know that. Um, um, real quick, back to Kyle. Real quick, did Elliot? Uh, did he have a place to sit, or was he standing the whole time? No, he had a seat. Okay, because it looked like a lot of them didn't have seats. Yeah, he didn't get into the game until like the second quarter, though. Oh, what? No, Jim. Jim. Okay, sorry, Scott. Go ahead. waited in line for uh, parking for two hours, and then he had to turn around because you were supposed to buy a a spot online or something. Shout out, Elliot. Way to go, bud. Way to be prepared. Poor guy had one hell of a weekend. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you. Scott, what do you got, man? Uh, well, I didn't create a, a clever headline or anything, but um, my feel-good story was the Lions winning their first playoff game since 1992. Um, I was rooting for the Lions because I don't root for the Rams, but you know, just ever since Dan Campbell take o- took over, you know, unless you're another NFC North team, you know, Homer, it's hard to not root for the Lions um, with with their with their history. So seeing them actually get the win, get the playoff win, I watched some reactions on YouTube, fans just crumbling on the floor crying because yeah. they have never seen it in their entire life. And the reason it feels really good is because I was right there 10 years ago um, with the Seahawks. You know, they were basically shit my entire rooting career until they until they got hot with Russell Wilson for the most part. I mean, they went to that Super Bowl before. Sean Alexander, uh, shout out. I've, I've been I've been there where, you know, I've rooted for a team my entire life and never saw seen any success. And then when you get that success, 
there's nothing that can ever replace it, you know, like it's just, it's the first time. So, um, you know, some kids, these, you know, people are born into situations where, you know, if you were a Patriots, a young Patriots fan over the last 15 years, you got very used to winning at a very young age. But when you, when you grow and develop as a sports fan with just constant losing, like with the Mariners and Seahawks, um, it's one of those, the, you know, the, the, the sun shines brighter after a big rain. It's one of those things where it just, so I can't, I can't, I can't imagine the elation of winning, winning that game for Lions fans. Oh, I'm hundred percent with you, man. And I, I loved when it was all said and done golf goes into the tunnel and you just hear Jared golf. Jared, like talk about a feel good story for both him and Baker Mayfield, who now are one win away from the NFC championship game. And I put this out on Twitter earlier today, either Jared Goff or Brock Purdy, Jordan Love or Baker Mayfield will be in the Super Bowl. So it's awesome to see kind of this next uh, next rise of quarterbacks. And it's a couple of redemption stories here starting in Detroit and what Brad Holmes and MCDC have been able to do together and buy in and find the right players has been great to see. So, uh, yeah, the, the very great headline. Uh, I'm going to throw it back to the music world for, for my headline of the week and uh, also has to do with Wildcard Weekend, though. And it is country music artist Breland is the hottest handicapper in the fucking game right now, folks. Um, if you're not familiar with Breland, this guy is absolute fire. Um, he comes into the weekend and he puts out this video on his TikTok. We're going to play it. We're going to react live to it here. Um, all right. Let's go. Oh, I saw this. Dude is absolute fire. Yeah, no. He only got one wrong. I got the Texans over Browns. Black on made a comeback, but he'll come back to the ground. AFC them got a little different in the South. Three TDs and 250 passing for CJ Stroud. The sour's going down. Dolphins are the cheeks. Both of us had an underwhelming past couple of weeks. I would pick Miami if it wasn't five degrees. Yeah. I predict Jekyll for 100 yards at least. Pretty Get close. The what they need. Bills about to close the steel curtain. I'm almost certain. Josh Allen really put in work. Sadly, TJ watching from the sidelines. James about to cook some fish, burgers, and prime time. I think the pack is pulling up. Said you never know. That's what all of up. Next Sunday, he gonna let it show. Dallas, see you watch threat. All right, here we go. Do you really stack to take him to the Super Bowl? Then it's time for coming back to face the old squad. Hooper catch a couple, who could probably go on. But Dan Campbell's proving they ain't no frost. I think the Lions win, but it's a close call. Then the birds against the Bucks. It's been a little rough, but I still think we get it done. Third and one, fourth and one, just might come to shove. Smith and Swift and AJ Brown. The only I think we got enough to show the world we still. Yeah, you could tell with his jersey. Well, he's gonna get one of these wrong. I liked T. I liked T.J. Watching from the sidelines was that's that was that was a good that was a good bar. He, he that Dolphins one was fucking raw. He said it wasn't <laughs> five degrees. That, that, he's spitting. No, he was fucking dead on, like on all of it except for the Eagles. He he almost called the 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 Rams Lions game like perfect too. That was the crazy thing. Like he's like he thought it was gonna be close. Lions were gonna pull it out late. It was gonna be like a twenty six. I think he called it's gonna go off. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. dude. Like Breland's fucking hot right now. We need to keep that in mind, folks, as we progress here through the rest of the NFL postseason. If this guy's giving out picks every fucking week. We must be fucking tailing. I think that's. What I feel we like the only reason he got the last one wrong is because he 
it seems like he was an Eagles fan. So he also thought yeah, AJ he... Brown was playing. That's kind of a big swing as well. AJ Brown's a big swing. Like I don't know if he's you know a twenty-one point swing or whatever the difference was in that game. But shout out Breland. Shout out Breland, man. Shout remember that Breland. one? Remember that one tweet that had like the last ten Super Bowl winner winners, and then this week this year they had the Jaguars winning. It's like they had all the last nine back to two thousand twelve. <laughs> But then they have the Jaguars this year. It's like that's yeah. that's so disappointing. You gotta tail that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, keep riding the hot hand of Breland. Uh, who round us out with your feel good headline of the week? All right, sorry, I had technical difficulties. I heard you call me in, and I'm like, I can't. So we'll try it. All right, so my good news of the week is that's why I'm kind of dressing like him right now. I got the glasses on, I got the hat, got the got the jacket the, on. You have the red sharpie around your neck as a necklace because that would really. <laughs> No, but I'm great at scouting. No, but I'm great at scouting. Let me tell you, Jim Harbaugh is back to the NFL. Is on his way back to the NFL more than likely. And while I, while my, I had my technical difficulties, I saw a headline that Jim Harbaugh actually has also interviewed for the Atlanta Falcons. We were talking about Bill Belichick earlier. Jim has also interviewed with the Falcons. So, like we said, they're making their rounds. You know, so Jim, maybe he goes to the Falcons. What would he do with Kyle Pitts? I don't know. But I'm standing strong that he's going to be back in the silver and black because once a Raider, always a Raider. Go Raiders. You I don't say, know. You say it's crazy, my friend. Who's I been, came who's on been here? good with the calls, man? So we'll see if this one pans out. I came on here because I wanted to ask a very serious question. And if you want to clip this, ask the many, many viewers that we get here in IBT. Shout out to you. You know, we're very appreciative of you. Ask them all. All right. And ask them without mentioning Justin Herbert. Tell me why the Chargers job is better than the Raiders job. Tell me why. Tell me why. You can't. You get, to live, in, you get to live in California. You, all, you get to live in Nevada. It's uh, just as nice. Yeah. You're by the ocean. Uh, let's see. Justin Herbert. Yeah. I said without mentioning Justin Herbert. But well, you got to think about it. They're in cap man. hell. You have Antonio Pierce bringing this team out. I mean, even if uh, if Max Crosby wants to trade, that's a lot of draft compensation. You have Jim Harbaugh going there, knowing what he knows about this upcoming draft class with some draft compensation for trading Devontae Adams to the Jets for a Yeah, you're probably rounder. right. They don't have fans either. It's not like yeah. they have fans or a home I'll field your, advantage. I'll use your logic. Jim what, Harbaugh um, to the Raiders. There's Let's a lot go. of NFL teams where if you just take out the quarterback, the Raiders might seem enticing. You know, it's a pretty big piece of the puzzle. Yeah. But I agree. With, really? I, would, I would rather see him as a Raider. For really? Because if you ask me a second half of the season, who was the second best team in the AFC West? I tell you that it's the Raiders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Justin Herbert was hurt. And yeah. But yeah. did that do anything? I don't think that would have affected anything. Justin Herbert was playing when the Packers spoke him up, in, up in Lambeau. When what I saw them, the players player? leave if Pierce doesn't get the job. I'm sorry, what? What about all the players that have said, "I'm I'm out of here" if Pierce doesn't get hired? They're they're fully behind him. Max Crosby. Does Jim Harbaugh not, not know this dra- upcoming draft class? Was he not in college football the last few years? Does he not know every prospect? Hey, these are feel good draft? headlines. We're bringing more of the base. Well, He's coming back. He's going to beat Andy Reid in three years, and he's going to be representing the Raiders in a Super Bowl. 
That's he my good news for you, Raiders fans. Holding, so that would be good in the NFL. So, so Hoove has completely hijacked uh, good news for the week and made a good, good predictions, good, good conspiracies. Um, but we'll ride with you, Hoove. We appreciate I'm it, man. Up as Jim Harbaugh, man. What, what else do you want? You need the sharpie oh. on a necklace. We're about twenty minutes over right. um, our regular run time and i will say folks this show has gone off the fucking rails so if you are still here with us on youtube thank you so much and i apologize greatly um shout out to everyone in the chat tonight we we do appreciate you hanging out with us nonetheless wendy what's up good to see you thanks for tuning in uh we we got dave with probably the comments of of the year here on the channel we appreciate you dave we appreciate eric dame uh mr scampers we know they're traveling so appreciate you guys tuning in making us part of your evenings thank you guys so much um we'll be back next tuesday uh we'll have a lot of clips from the show here on youtube hopefully not i don't think raw dogs making the clips here this week Hoove. that's all right that's all right it's gonna be like a 10 minute episode then (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right for scott kyle hoove and my name is seth wilcock we'll see you guys next week until then you know what to do keep it in between